0: Hi everybody. my name is Diana Piquet and I am the host of the Diana Show. I'm a multi-passionate creative person and an entrepreneur. I spent my career running large hair salons in both Georgia and the Southern California area and some of my favorite memories from that time are seeing the people that worked in our salons get a little wind under their wings and start to fly. I guess that's probably where I first fell in love with self-development. I am absolutely passionate about becoming a better version of myself. And I love to watch others grow and change and chase joy. My real life is pretty incredible. Together with my husband, Thomas, I am a blended mother of five. We actually have eight total between us. So I'm an adoptive mama, a step mama, a biological mama, a dog mama. We have teenagers and a preschooler. I know that this sounds like a complete circus, but we are actually incredibly happy and thriving. Okay, this is where I had to bust in and call BS on myself. We are not thriving all the time. Some days we really are thriving. Other days we are slamming doors and rolling eyes and stomping off and sneaking around and having way too much screen time. And sometimes I am hiding in my bedroom away from these kids. Life is hard. It's not easy, but it also is pretty cool. So my goal with this podcast is to take you on this journey with my husband and my children as we grow and learn, but also to showcase interviews with some pretty incredible folks who are living their life too. I love podcasting because it's given me the chance to create this community of like-minded people and through sharing each other's stories, it's so evident how similar we all really are. I love that through becoming vulnerable and honest and talking it out, it's so obvious how much we all have in common and absolutely how much we need each other and we belong to each other. I drop two episodes a week on Monday and Friday, and I would love if you would subscribe. You'll get notifications about fresh episodes, and I'd love to have you as a regular listener of the show. I would also love to hear from you and learn more about you, so definitely reach out. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Miss Diana MissDianaPiquet if you want to follow me there. And without much further ado, let's get to the show. This week, for whatever reason, I got this really big urge to finally get after learning more about social media. I wanted to become more prof- proficient at promoting myself on social media, and I see everybody else doing reels and stories, and I was literally told a year ago that that's what I had to do, and that's where everyone was, but I was hesitant because I don't like technology, and I have this pre-programmed story that I run in my head about how I'm not good at technology, and actually, it's not true. If I practice at almost anything, i get proficient at it. I've learned to edit YouTube videos, I know how to edit podcasts, I know how to produce great content. So there's absolutely no reason that I could not get the hang of learning something on social media. So I got my 15 year old daughter to help me figure out how to do a story. And I just made it my goal to put up something every day. And lo and behold, now I can totally do a story. And I've been branching out a little and learning some extra little like cherry on top items to make it even more cute because I have this base of being able to do something. The process is getting a little bit more complex and it's getting a little bit better every day. And then that gave me the courage to then ask how to do reels, which has been this fun thing to learn. It's almost like this really beautiful scrapbook and... You get to put music with it, and it's super cute, especially when you have a little kid. And I just kind of really wish I knew how to do it when the baby was little. So just like a lot of things, I end up regretting how hesitant I was, and I wish I would have gone and dove in a little earlier. But it got me to thinking about how it has made me feel to be able to learn a few new things this week and how important it is to keep learning as human beings. If you stop learning, you just kind of become this very stagnant and boring and I don't really even know all the reasons why but I decided to look it up on the internet and here's what I found I found out that there are several benefits to learning something new number one would be how it will definitely improve your brain function it says that research shows that there are several ways to help improve the health of your brain and learn something new and they talk about quote-unquote mental sweat it helps your brain which can improve cognitive fun- functions such as your concentration your attention to detail Uh, your sweet old memory recall and problem solving, and also it reduces the chance of developing dementia. Yay. I think it also just makes you sort of more of this wide open person who's more interested in what's going on in the world. And therefore you're more interesting to other people around you because you have new things to talk about and you aren't still talking about what was going on five years ago. Essentially, sometimes we need to catch up and get with the times to be able to converse with people about what's going on currently and not what used to be going on. This means you got to be open to watching new TV shows and checking out new restaurants and going and watching live music at different places, and you got to be open to change. Change is literally so good for us. This, of course, brings us to feeling good about your new skill or trying something new. It is satisfying. And you have this sense of achievement settling you know, into yourself that you had a goal and you learned something new and then achieving it is super rewarding and gives you this sense of accomplishment. And momentum makes more momentum. Once you get that momentum going, you're on fire. I've been doing this pretty regular fitness routine that I've been enjoying and diving deep into these like neural pathways that I have telling myself the new story that I am a healthy, active person on a daily basis. And it's been this really big, healthy change for me. And one of the things that my husband noticed was that I was always doing modified pushups. And after he watched me do several sets of modified pushups, he said, you know, I bet you could do a standard pushup. Well, my standard answer is that there's no way because I have zero upper body strength. And I don't know why I would say I have zero upper body strength, considering I carry around a 40-pound four-year-old, I deal with a 160-pound dog, and I have five kids. I am strong, so I don't know why I keep telling myself that I'm not strong. And I'm also feeding myself this BS line that I can't improve or get stronger. So after some coaxing, I tried, and I realized I could do standard push-ups. I could do five of them. And the next day, that turned into six. And you know how the story goes. The day after that, it was seven and so on. Well, I ended up combining my desire to do something new on social media with documenting my push-up challenge and decided that I wanted to do 50 push-ups by the time I turned 50 next October. It gave me something to document every day on my new quest to be better at social media, and it also made me accountable for my push-up challenge. The whole thing combined was like this win-win. But the big lesson that I learned is that I tell myself these stories that aren't true. I told myself I'm not good at technology. It's not my thing. I've told myself I'm not good at upper body strength. I'm just not strong. And that's not true. We all have the capacity to grow. And that's the new story I need to continue to tell myself. When I have these negative thoughts about myself, I need to say no. I'm thinking a new thought. I'm thinking the thought that I am strong. I am smart enough to handle social media and technology, and so therefore I will. The facts are is that if you're learning something and struggling through, you're not only getting that brain exercise, you're also getting that momentum buildup where you think to yourself, "Okay, well, if I can do one extra push-up every day and grow my push-up game, what else could I do? Could I finally learn how to roller skate? Would I be good at rock climbing? So those small accomplishments of doing a post or doing an extra pushup, they led me to think that maybe there's a lot of accomplishments in my future, and that way of thinking makes me feel great about myself. It feels amazing to have a sense of accomplishment. Not only am I doing something good for my body, but I'm showing my kids that at any age you can be brave enough to try something new and accomplish what you set out to do, as long as you're willing to take a little chunk of your time and effort And accomplish something every day. And I think now because I've got a momentum with the push-ups, I'm thinking maybe I could do a squat challenge as well. Or maybe I could do a a lunge challenge. And I wasn't thinking any of this before. Another great thing about taking up a new hobby or trying something new is that you'll probably either go to a class physically or join something online that's a great new way to meet people. So not only are you learning something, but you get to spend time with other people who have similar interests and potentially you'll make new friends. So what we love making friends. Now, if you're hanging around with people that are learning to play guitar, the likelihood that you're going to end up playing more guitar and getting better quicker because you actually are hanging out with other people who are playing guitar and have the same common interest. It's really a big likelihood. If you want to learn how to East coast swing dance, You start taking a class for that, you're going to meet other people who are interested in that. And then they're going to ask you to go out, meet them at a dance place, and you're going to get more immersed in that lifestyle. At that new place you go visit, you might see a band that you really like and find out they're playing somewhere else next weekend and that same crowd of people and their whole dancing thing, and they're going to be there enjoying the band and wonder if you want to be there. And before you know it, you've got this whole new lifestyle, this new thing that you enjoy doing that's open to you. And why is it open to you? It's open to you because you are open to trying something new. Yay. So in trying something new, not only have you had the opportunity to learn a new skill, you actually have the opportunity to make some new relationships that could really make a huge difference in your life. And I just have to pop in right here and say that I've been reading so much lately about our cognitive health and how important it is that we have strong relationships and we feel known and wanted and needed in this world. They are finding that loneliness and people who experience loneliness at a deep level are probably more at risk than people who have cognitive heart failure or who have smoked. It's just not really good for you or your physical body for your mind to be lonely. And so it's important to put effort into making lasting relationships. Now, if you back up and think about it, does somebody want to hang out with someone who is stuck in their ways? Someone who doesn't really want to learn anything new? Would you want to hang out with someone who is not open to change, is not open to learning anything, is not open to seeing anything? And anyway, who does that sound like? That sounds like some grumpy old granny on a sitcom or the the old cranky crusty uncle. Someone no one wants to be around. But when you think back about an older person who has their eyes wide open, twinkling, and they're excited to get out there, and take a class, try bonsai tree twisting or cooking classes or joining a volunteer group or whatever. They just have the zest for life. Now that's somebody that you want to be around no matter what their age is. Think about how magnetic you become when you're learning something new and how important that could be to you. Another part that goes right along with that is that you could definitely become more deeply implanted in your community. So you might end up finding yourself in connection with other people or other locals for a common purpose. And it gives you a sense of community and belonging, and it could benefit the place that you live. So that's another instance where you end up building community around you of local people that are easily accessible, who have common interests, and you're all working towards a common goal. Just think about how much we all need to have our people. We all do. We all need to have a tribe or people who would miss us if we weren't around. And this is a great way to do it if you're all working on a campaign or if you're all working towards the high school foundation and improving the school or if you're all renovating the dog park or whatever the deal is. This could be a big part of you having a really healthy physical and cognitive life And we don't think about it that way because it sounds kind of out there, but think about how improved your life would be if you had a zesty, solid group of great people who are like you and wanted to learn and wanted to be involved. It's just such a healthy thing to have surrounding you. I guess the last thing about learning something new is that you're just going to have a lot of plain, good, old, fat fun. You know, it can be challenging, it can be frustrating, but mostly it's just going to be a ton of fun. You're going to be great at something that you haven't tried before. Well, actually, you're probably not going to be that great at it necessarily at the start. I mean, that's sort of a given. Usually people aren't, but it can be really enjoyable just to, you know, push out of your comfort zone and try something new. And I think that's really important, too. It ties in with risk-taking and being the kind of person that's like, okay, well, I'm not going to sit on the bench and watch other people live life. I'm going to get up and try and join in too. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, there's people who are terrified of heights. I wouldn't ask them to go jump out of a plane to prove that they're putting fear aside and taking a risk. I'm just saying like a person who's maybe always wanted to do something or get involved in something. Say you've always wanted to have a podcast. And say you have a lot to say, but you feel intimidated. Maybe there's a lot of work that goes into it, which by the way, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but it's worth it because it's very rewarding. And you think these thoughts in the back of your head, boy, that's something that if I had the time, but I don't know, what would people think of it? Would people even listen to it? Do you let that voice of fear take over? it can stop you sometimes from expressing yourself and experiencing the full gamut of what life has to offer. And I can tell you from my experience that when I first started listening to podcasted podcasting, I was so interested because I just felt like I had a lot to say. I'm raising five kids. I'm an adoptive mom. I'm a stepmom. I'm a biological dog. I'm just like a uh, biological dog. I'm a biological mom. And I'm just like a lot of mom. And I'm a wife, and I'm in this really dynamic, incredible relationship, and I'm happy, and I had to fight tooth and nail to get here. So yeah, at that time, without even like digging that deep, I knew I had a lot to share. And I also say that I recognize even more now how much work I have to do on my thought processes and the things that piss me off and the wounds that I have from when I was a kid and the way that certain people will conduct themselves, and I let it totally affect me. I have a lot of work to do, and I... Without podcasting, I don't think that I would have realized that about myself. So if I had never mentioned to my husband, and if he had never said, hey, here's this little app, you can try it out. And if I had not been brave enough to explore it, or even worse, if the first time I hit a speed bump and I didn't push right through it, where would I be? Like I would not have tried this new thing that I really, really enjoyed. And it has opened me up. I've been able to share some of these really incredible, valuable, vulnerable stories of my own. And I've been able to record stories with people I, I never would have even known without podcasting. I would not have become less judgmental because listening to people's stories makes you a lot less judgmental. You really understand what in the hell and why in the hell the world is going around the way it does when you start listening to all sides of the stories. And so I feel like I'm experiencing a much fuller version of life than I would have a year ago and for sure two years ago because I'm talking to so many new people and all because I was willing to take a risk and also because I'm learning something new and it's not always comfortable. Sometimes it's hard. I make mistakes. I still do embarrassing things. I still have to edit things out, but it's happening. And I have over a hundred episodes under my belt and I'm proud of it. And I think that there's something to be said for learning something new. So here's, here's my pitch to you. If there's something that you've been thinking about wanting to try And you get that little catalog in the mail for summertime classes that's in your community offering. And you always want to take a dance class or a sewing class or a decorating class or whatever. Go do it. Life is so short. You might be the next like dealer in Vegas or something. You never know. And there are just so many beautiful things that will come and you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what experience you'll have. You'll never know what awesome memories from your childhood That being at a sewing machine could conjure up for you. So I would just encourage you to go out and live. Go out and experience life. Go out and learn. And go do something new. Yay! I'm rooting for you.